Welcome to the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. My name is Rita Perez. Hello. I've been a travel advisor for over 10 years and am navigating this winding road of entrepreneurship with you. I created this podcast because I wanted to share all the things I've learned from leaders both in and out of our industry that I really wish I would have known way back then. But alas, the important thing is I'm aware of them now and I want you to be too. Ready for this week's show? Let's jump in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I have another wonderful guest with us today. His name is Tom Carpenter. He is an attorney in private practice representing clients in the arts, entertainment, media, and travel industries, including hundreds of small travel agencies and tour operators. In addition to his law practice, he is the co-founder and co-owner of Huckleberry Travel, an award-winning travel agency. Welcome, Tom. Welcome to you. I mean, welcome. I don't know. Welcome to me. Welcome to you. It's so nice to talk to you again. Yes, likewise. I I really enjoyed working with you. I think what last summer. It's all. It's almost been a year now. I know it's crazy, right? Time flies. Yeah. When, when you're not really doing anything. <laughs> it does, especially like just setting up all the back end, all the back end items. Right. Right. So um, I started this podcast as kind of like, I wanted to share with the travel community all the things that I wish I knew when I first started my travel business. And a lot of that has to do with legal and contracts because uh, I did not have anything until I started working <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got you taken care of and, and all set up and ready to go. So that's great. Yes, me too. Um, so I know that you have kind of like been in the travel industry circuit a little bit and advising different advisors and travel entrepreneurs about getting legal with all their contracts and agreements. Kind of what mistakes are you still noticing that people are doing, even having like circulated for a couple months now? Yeah, I there there are a few things that uh, that come up from time to time that give me a little bit of pause. Um, one of them is, I, I will say this, like, I know that with people not traveling mm-hmm. over the course of the past year, that most small travel businesses, travel agencies, and tour operators have not had any revenue coming in for a year. And so I know people need to be mindful of, of resources and how they're managing their their, their funds. Um, and, and that having been said, the thing that concerns me is that, I mean, obviously I, well, you know this, but I try to, um, I try to be cost effective in the way I work with clients when they're, when I'm doing terms and conditions documents for people, I, um, I do it on a flat rate basis that I try to keep affordable for people because being a travel business owner myself, I know that, you know, people have to be mindful of, of that. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to, implementing documents into their workflow, I'm really surprised at how many people are balking at making an investment in a technology tool to help them do that. Because the the terms and conditions document that I draft for people 
um, is really important and it has a lot of really great legal protections, but it doesn't do you a whole lot of good if your clients aren't actually agreeing to it and signing mm -hmm. on to it in some way, shape or form. And technology is really, really your friend. And so people who balk at, at making the investment because it's they think it's going to be expensive and they don't want to subscribe to something, mm -hmm. I I get it, but you really need to, you really aren't doing yourselves any favor if you're not treating your business like a business and making that investment. And also people who are, are nervous about like technology and they don't want to bother to learn the technology so that they can actually use it. It's worth it to just take the time and really drill down. And so if you're, if you're kind of old school and you don't necessarily like the computer, I would say make your peace with learning how to yeah. use those tech tools. This is really going to help you. It just makes life so much easier. Like when I, I did the investment a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, like where has this been all my life? Especially just having the workflow set up. It's like, I, I just, I can't imagine. And like, I have thought because of expenses, maybe I should cut it out just for a couple of months. And I'm like, mm, no, no, I don't want to chance it. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk, I've talked to a lot of people who use, I mean, the problem is that a lot of people are using multiple tools mm -hmm. and, you know, and they, they're like, well, I, I subscribe to travel joy, but I also have Travify, and they mm -hmm. don't do the same things. Although I gather that's going to be changing at some point in the future. Like, I think it's like going to be a race like between those two companies in terms of which one develops the full service solution that has itinerary planning and the CRM function yeah. and the credit card authorization. We'll see, but um but, uh, but I get that, that you don't want to have like a zillion subscriptions and you have to be, you know, when nobody's traveling, but, you know, now that travel is coming back, it's the time to like make, make that investment. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah. If this wasn't like your, your big red flag, like I, hello, it's time, <laughs> it's time <laughs> to invest now. <laughs> um, you were you were talking about like all the free services and or the not the free services but people not making an investment into services like a travel joy or a travify and what that immediately sparked in me because i had seen a post and it irritated me so much somebody was asking about contracts or like where where can they find a free template for a legal contract and i was like no, no, yeah. like not to do that cookie cutter. Have, have well, you been doing a lot of cleanup from people who have been doing that? Yeah, I mean, I've actually had a few. I will say this. There are a few people who, you know, I, I'll tell people if they're using something already that they think is pretty good and they just want somebody to spot check it. I don't even send bills for that most of the time. If it's just like looking at it and giving them feedback. Um, when I draft documents, I draft them from scratch because different businesses are need different terms. And, you know, the, and especially the ones that are most difficult and, and I haven't been doing those on a flat rate basis, but I'm, I think I'm going to start because I've got a pretty good template for one now mm -hmm. are the, the travel agents that really look more like tour operators, the people who are, are actually kind of living in that gray area where they're sort of a travel agent, but they're also really kind of like the principal supplier. Like they're doing their own trips, they're branding it, they're taking net prices from a DMC and marking it up. You know, there's a lot of extra legal risk that comes with that and you definitely need different terms. So I can't remember what the question was. Uh, <laughs> are you having to do like cleanup for people oh, cleanup. who are, yeah, yeah, yeah. are using the free templates that aren't right. tailored so, to their business? Yeah, so definitely, I mean, I've definitely been doing 
been doing some of that. Um, but on occasion, there are sometimes people who have things that they've been using that are perfectly fine. And if that's the okay. case, I'll tell, I'll tell them, you know, and say, you don't need to pay me money to fix your terms because they look pretty good. So, okay. Oh, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. too. Um, yeah. I just, I, in fact, I just had somebody reach out to me about doing an independent contractor agreement for her sub agents uh, and, uh, and, you know, I do a lot of those as well. And I looked at what she had already. And I mean, it was pretty much everything that I would put in an agreement just in different, I mean, there might be small stylistic um, changes, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Kind so. of going off of that for, for people who haven't heard of you or working in the contracts for travel businesses, what kind of contracts can you assist with? I do. I do a lot of. I do a lot of different things. Um, I do a lot of term. A lot of terms and conditions documents for travel agencies, and for tour operators. Um, I do a fair number of independent contractor agreements for travel agents uh, for travel agencies because the independent contractor model is, you know, the underpinnings of pretty much all of the really the kind of employment-based relationships that we have in the industry. So, and I'm a former labor and employment attorney. I worked in labor and employment law for most of my career until I kind of tripped and fell into the travel <laughs> law niche. Um, I do, uh, I, I do uh, website privacy policies and mm -hmm. website terms of use, which are different than booking terms and conditions. Um, uh, and I do, I do those, um, I do those on an hourly rate, but I, I'm pretty efficient about it. So it doesn't take a whole lot of time to crank those things out. Mm -hmm. um, I do group contracts. If people have complicated group agreements, um, you know, if it's just a simple block of hotel rooms, you probably don't need a complicated contract. But if you've got a group where you've got like a joint marketing component where maybe your Pied Piper is marketing the group and you're going to be allocating the profit and sharing it with them or allocating the tour conductor credits, those types of things. I do those, those types of agreements. I've done straight up the middle joint marketing agreements. If you've got somebody else who's selling your tours, those are mostly for tour operators though. Okay. Um, but, uh, and then helping with chargebacks because, um, oh, yeah. because yeah, there are a lot of issues with chargebacks these days and um and, uh, and, you know, kind of how you have your business process set up can really help you mm -hmm. with the chargeback situation. Um, but, uh, you know, having, having somebody to uh, give you a roadmap for how to, how to um, advocate for yourself when you're defending a chargeback, that can be, that can be something that I, I could help with too. Okay. Oh, that's, that's not really a document, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I have a couple ideas. So I think offline later on, we're going okay. to talk to. <laughs> Good thing. Um, last question for you is, you mentioned a little bit about risk. The Strategic Travel Entrepreneur is brought to you by Mailbox Power. Harness the power to attract and nurture your clients through something many entrepreneurs have forgotten about, the mailbox. Create beautiful custom campaigns and automate annual mailings for birthdays and holidays. And with a pro account, get access to mailboxes not currently on your mailing list that are just waiting for the travel service you offer. Visit my Mailbox Power affiliate link in the show notes to get started today and support this podcast.
and that the people who are kind of like in that gray area need additional kind of protections contract wise. So what other types of either like specific niche travel or tour operators, what fields are kind of like needing an extra layer of support outside of that? Yeah, I would say um, the, so people who do a lot of groups, mm -hmm. especially if you're hosting or escorting your groups, um, it's a good idea to have terms in your terms and conditions that are specific related to, to those types of things. Okay. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people who are doing school groups and those are, there's this, there's actually this, this really interesting thing that's happening right now with people who do school groups mm -hmm. where um, if the school district was not able to get a refund for a trip that had to be canceled from COVID, mm -hmm. some of these school districts are going to, their state attorney general and raising that as a consumer protection issue and, you know, going to the local newspaper and really kind of coming after the travel agency, um, even, even where they've got strong terms and conditions in place. And that's something that I've, I've talked to two different uh, travel agents who have, oh, yeah. who, who focus on school groups and who also act sort of like their tour operators in addition to travel agencies. That's a big, a big problem right now. Um, uh, people who, with special needs and disability who specialize in travel for people with special needs and disabilities. Mm -hmm. um, there are new um, regulations that the Department of Transportation put out uh, re within the last year about um, traveling with emotional support animals versus service animals. And there's this weird thing where the airlines are allowed to ask you whether your dog has specific training to help with your disability. And airlines have been doing that. But interestingly, that's what the Department of Transportation regulations, completely different regulations under the Americans with Disabilities Act, where under the Americans with Disabilities Act, they're not allowed to ask you whether your dog has any special training. You know, that's so surprising. Conflict. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm surprised that the airlines are doing that, asking that. Yeah, well, the, because the regulations allow them to. And so... Okay. But, you know, I mean, emotional support animals were kind of being abused and, you know, people were bringing their, you know, emotional support llama on board and, <laughs> you know, or, or an emotional support snake or whatever it is. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, like, like, could I bring my best friend for free? Because my best friend's a mammal and, you know, <laughs> and they provide emotional support. Like, where does, where do you draw the line, right? So. Right. Oh, my goodness. That is so <laughs> Man, no, but I, I definitely know. I've, I've seen it that the emotional support animals have definitely gotten abused. Yeah. Um, any final things before we wrap up? Like any anything that's on trend in, in law or that you're noticing people should be aware of? Well, I, I know you were going to ask me, the, uh, you, you prepped me for the fact that you might be asking <laughs> me the question of what's the thing that you're surprised nobody's asked you yet? And I, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say, I still don't have an answer uh, to that. I, I do, um, I, I guess one, one thing that, that uh, one thing that surprises me is that uh, there aren't more people who are joining ASTA uh, during during the um, during the uh, the pandemic, I mean, I'm finding that a lot of the people who come to me come to me through the ASTA attorney referral program, so they're already members. But um, I've been surprised when I talk to people and I mention that I have a discounted rate for ASTA members, including on flat fee services. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really surprised 
that there are some people out there that have really mature businesses that are really good at what they do, who just don't really kind of know about what the, all the value is in ASTA, how ASTA has been advocating for the industry. And I'm just such a passionate supporter of ASTA. I think they do such a fantastic job that it just, um, whenever I, I talk to somebody and they say, yeah, you know, I, I've thought about joining or, but I don't really know what they do. Like what, how much is it? What do I get out of it? I'm just like, you know, if you're not really tapped into ASTA, then you, you're missing out on all of these really important developments in the industry that they send out in daily bulletin, all the discounts you can get on everything from legal fees to office <laughs> supplies uh, to refresh. Like they've got a discount for GE appliances. Did you get that email today? <laughs> like, you mean, I, you mean I could get a refrigerator because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a travel agent? <laughs> what? No, I'm really, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because even I still have travel friends who refuse and I don't want to say like refuse, but they, they don't join ASTA. And I joined ASTA after the whole prop eight stuff was happening in California. Yeah. Cause I'm in Florida and I was like, Oh, well, if California does it, Florida might do it too. Cause we have such mm-hmm. strict seller of travel laws. And so I was like, "Mm, no, this is my version of covering my booty because I'm like, I I don't want to have to deal with that by myself. And I'm I'm more than happy to support the trade organization that has been fighting so fiercely for everybody. Absolutely. It's and and I feel like I get I, I get every penny worth out of my my membership just from the referrals the refer referrals on travelsense.org that have come in have paid for my membership so Mm -hmm. awesome well thank you so much tom i will go ahead put your contact information below but this has been a wonderful chat oh i I, it's been so great to to connect with you rita and uh best of luck and if you ever need a, a guest on in the future i'm more than happy to come back and talk to you more yes i would love it thank you so much have a great week everyone Thanks for joining me on The Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. Please subscribe and leave a show a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Oh, and don't forget to take a look at the show notes for important information and links. See you next week.